Welcome back to Take Flight Podcast with your favourite quartet, myself, Daniel, Shuel, Olu and Pibilo. This is episode 208 of our podcast and it's going to be another group episode. In this episode, we're going to share that with over 40 years worth of corporate experience, we thought it would be apposite for us to share what our advice would be to those starting, those in their career and those just like us continuing their careers. We thought we would share our learnings from different perspectives, different vantage points, and we hope that this will be a fun-filled, educational and informative episode for you. So without further ado, let's get right into it. So guys, before we get into the episode, let's just do a quick round robin on how everyone is doing. P, put a smile on your face, man. Just cheer up a bit. But we won't go to P first, we'll go to Shavosh, who is gleaning and smiling from ear to ear. So Shavosh, how are you? How's your week been? What's, what's I am I am, uh, I am, doing great, Daniel. And the reason why I'm smiling is because I was reflecting on the amazing videos that you've been sharing of you on vacation, which can't help but put a smile on my face. So that's why I'm in a, in a great mood. Um, no, overall, really, really good at the moment. Just got back from a great US trip uh, together with Pabilo, a bit of business, a bit of investing and a bit of education. So it's a perfect blend of a trip. Um, also, ACG just secured our latest deal. So got that deal agreed. So working on that. So we'll be raising finance soon in case anyone's listening and interested, hit me up. Um, but other than that, all all good and great to see see all of you guys. Okay, great. And Olu, yourself, what's new with you? Yeah, um, the last few weeks have been crazy busy. Um, I think I've talked about it with the budget, so it's quieted down a bit. Um, ups and downs personally, uh, but if you do follow me on um, social media, you'll notice I've started a new hobby. And uh, for the people that are watching on YouTube, you might be able to see in the background on that side the guitar. Um, so I set myself uh, a goal of six months to self teach self um learn about how to play the guitar so um yeah should be interesting i know you guys are going to be sick of me with all my videos of it uh maybe a take flight like, takeaway episode i'll just spend the 10 minutes just playing songs um yeah, that'll, be a, good, that goes, <laughs> that yeah, that'll be a good um master for the end of six months yeah oh no i've already learned um a few songs how, um, how many how many chords have you learned five five different chords the difficulty is changing, like changing the chords. Um, so keeping the same rhythm whilst changing it. But hey, um, yeah, one day um, I might quit my job, leave the podcast and say, hey, found a new career, found a new passion. Um, yeah, basket. I'm going to be playing. <laughs> <laughs> find only by a, a tube station near you. Hey, you um, got to start somewhere. Nah, nah. <laughs> That's great. It's good to, good to learn up uh, new schools and, and to keep your mind active. P. Yeah, yeah, I'm well. Um, following on from what Shua was saying, just back from um, Boston, Massachusetts, in the US, uh, incredible break. It's about four days, but really um, was exposed to to you know high levels of thinking, the competition. Um, so it was just a really, really great trip, and I'm sure at some, I think at some point myself for sure I'll probably share it in a takeaway episode. Um, but yeah, I think I think maybe just as a, as a summary, I think anyone listening, if you ever get the opportunity to to go into an environment where you can get more exposure into what you're doing, that can help you think and shape your thinking. Definitely take the opportunity. You dev- you never know what you're going to expect. 
and it usually ends up better than your expectations. Look forward to hearing more of that on a, on a take flight takeaway, for sure, from either of you and your different takes and perspectives on that. Anyone ask how I'm doing? Yeah, so Daniel, I would ask you how you are, but it feels like we see on social media, we follow you, you're just enjoying life in Ghana, swimming every single day. Are you training for something? Are we going to see you nah, in the Olympics next year? No, I'm just enjoying life. And t- t- mm. the funny thing is, I'm not even posted in real time. And Soft life, Johnson. Even, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I don't even post in real time. And if I was, there'll be a lot more to post. But yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying myself, um, resting, rela- relaxing, and um, getting a, a lot of vitamin D, which is which is great because I hear that London and the UK is cold right now. So um, I'll be back. But yeah, I'm enjoying it and then being present in the moment. Okay, so I thought it'd be... I think since our last group episode, we were in a sort of state of reflection, thinking about what advice would we give to almost not our younger selves, but those starting university. And, you know, it's been a decade or more than a decade since we started and certainly more than a decade since we've graduated as well. And we were quite fortunate to land um, jobs and start our career shortly after graduating university. And I thought it might be worthwhile sharing some of the lessons learned. I know we've sort of touched on it individually in some take like takeaways or we've glazed or glossed over it in episodes um, in the group format. But I thought we could just spend a few more moments from different perspectives from each of us given similar roles or fields or industries, but very different personal experiences and environments at the same time. So I thought we could start with the person who's worked in, I can't even remember how many locations or countries or cities. Shewell, we could start with you on, you know, sort of what would you, what advice would you share for someone wanting to work in multiple countries or cities, whether they're starting out in their career or they're a seasoned career professional, but are looking to make that jump transatlantically or to another country? Great question, Daniel. And thanks a lot for sharing. And actually, it'd be great to get everyone's opinion on this, because I think this group overall is a travel professionally and uh, personally. So maybe for the listeners, some initial context. So when I was 18, I moved from Hampshire to London uh, for university. So that was my first move, albeit domestically. Uh, Then from the age of 21, I got the opportunity to move to Switzerland uh, from London. And that's where I had the chance to meet Pabilo for the first time, which opened the door up to also you and Olu later on. Um, At the age of 26, that's when I got the opportunity to move from Switzerland to Japan. First time visiting Japan, first time in that part of Asia as well. Um, And I had already committed to a two-year contract by moving there. So that was a big commitment at the time. At the age of 28, I moved back to Switzerland, spent a year back in Switzerland. And then the last two recent moves at the age of 29, I moved from Switzerland to Sweden in Stockholm. And then at the age of 31, I moved from Stockholm to its next-door neighbour, Copenhagen in Denmark. So overall, I've been able to relocate countries five five times. Now, with that experience, there are a lot of pros, which I am, of course, a, a big advocate of, but there are also some cons as well. So if anyone's listening, things that I would I would consider. Now, upon reflection, I think the biggest pro is if you are young and flexible and you're in your 20s and you can do it now, then I believe that doing it earlier is better than later. And the reason why is the risk at that stage in your career is quite limited. So you're not necessarily going to go down or lose out on promotions. If anything, it might accelerate your career even more. Um, I think also at that time, your ties are a lot less. You may not be in a relationship. Um, Your family may be in a good 
order health-wise, so you don't need to be as round, be around them as much. I think generally the the ties will be a lot less, so you have some flexibility. And then the last point is around financially as well. So I think at that time, most people in their twenties are starting off their careers. They probably don't have mortgages to think about. They don't have bills to think about. Um, of course, if you're Pabila, you're going to be saving to invest, but you can also do that while you're abroad as well. So I think those are the factors why I think if you can do it earlier in your career, it's better to do it sooner than later if you want to have that experience. The other advantage, I think, is it, it's a great way to build your confidence because there's really nothing more humbling than going somewhere in another country on another side of the world and realizing that no one there knows who you are and no one actually cares about you, your story or anything. So every time you're having to build this skill set of starting a again introducing yourself putting yourself out there and these are skill sets that are very valuable later on in your career as well if you can do it early on um, and then the last thing and i think this is a personal preference it's a great way to travel around the world so typically if you're going to be moving abroad professionally you're developing your career there but it can unlock parts of the world that maybe you won't have access to otherwise now of course the uk is in europe from london you can fly to anywhere but that's uh, summer that Pavila and I met each other in Switzerland along with our other interns. We could jump in a car and drive to the south of France, drive to Italy, drive to Croatia. These are things that we wouldn't be able to do as easily if we were in England. And also, even when I was in Japan, when I was living there for two years, I could jump on a plane and go to Singapore for a weekend, go to Sydney for a long weekend in Australia. These are things that would have been a lot more difficult. And for me personally, because I love to travel, combining that with a professional career really made it a lot easier as well. Now, those were some of the, the pros, and I'm sure some of the guys will have some additional ones to add. The last bit that I would close on in terms of something to be conscious of if you're looking to move abroad is that you will miss out on some important moments. So that period especially on the run-up to when I was in Tokyo because I was on the other side of the world I missed multiple friends weddings I missed Eid with my family birthdays and also most importantly my dad was hospitalized while I was out the country living in Japan and that was quite difficult to manage when you're on the other side of the world now these are things that again if you're early on in your career in your 20s and maybe you don't need to consider so much but later on especially at the age that we are at where a lot of these moments make a big difference in your 30s then it's something to definitely consider but overall it was a very positive experience. I plan on doing it again in my career, so I'm not done completely with the moves yet. Uh, but that's some of the, the the pros and cons, I would say, of my experience so far. I thank you for sharing, Joel. I think um, it was like like what you said about you know you you mentioned and you mentioned a lot of the positive points in what was great about moving uh, multiple times to different locations. But I think it's very important, like, as you said, that there are elements you um, miss out on or key moments you miss out whether it be family or friends or key moments of life so yeah uh, thank you for sharing that um, and for anyone who is interested or has more questions feel free to dm us um, or comment on our post and we can definitely share more with you we're going to switch gear slightly um, and this is going to be kind of you Olu. Um, and i know you touched on this on some in, in certain aspects in previous episodes in your career so far what would you say have been the most rewarding you know, the mm. highs and the enjoyable moments. And then what have also been on the flip side, the more, the more challenging moments, would you say? Yeah. Um, in regards to the most enjoyable moments, and I don't really want to tie it to what Shuwal mentioned, because I would say the most enjoyable moments have been when I was traveling with work, um, because I got to experience different cultures, meet new people. Um, but I guess outside of that, it gave me the opportunity to just continuously put myself outside of my comfort zone. Um, you start to learn 
so many different cultures. You get to learn how different people are. You get to be in certain countries that you probably wouldn't have expected yourself to be. I would say the most enjoyable moment, and I was actually reflecting on it a few days ago with my mom, was the fact that every single location that I traveled to, she was able to come to that location, right? And she would talk about how... And 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 me. Yes, and yeah, I'm lots of friends <laughs> but, uh, travel to the, those <laughs> company, um, locations. And if, if I was staying in an apartment or a place, they would have somewhere free to, to crash or stay as well. But she was saying now, um, coming from Nigeria, Ibadan, moving to the UK, um, the only place she traveled was pretty much just Nigeria and the UK. And she didn't know that just by her sacrifices and everything that she's done in life, she will have a son who is took on a graduate scheme, which allowed him to travel all over the world. And she was able to come to every single location and see the world. And now she travels to the US, she travels uh, places um, by herself, which I think that brings her absolute joy to see that element, see someone that sacrificed all their life for you. And I think as you go through your 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 career, right, you're going to have opportunities to advance yourself in certain ways. And you got to see how can you celebrate your parents during that period of time because they sacrificed a lot. Um, the most challenging moment, and I think people, and this is a weird one because it was challenging at that moment, but in, again, reflection afterwards, I was able to see the benefit of this but this was when I was living in Paris I think a few of you might have known I probably mentioned this story a few times this was my second rotation or second job outside of university so this was probably six months after graduating from university I moved to a role in Paris during that rotation my manager was out um, had a knee surgery (laughs) it's funny now um reflecting on my <laughs> sort of knee injuries that maybe at a later age in life you just continuously have knee injuries but he was offered knee um surgery we had someone on the team out on maternity leave and I was reporting directly to the CFO and this was at the age of what 22 21 22 reporting directly to the CFO and I still remember it like yesterday right where every day every week was a new wake up call of how I wasn't curious enough. I wasn't knowledgeable enough. I wasn't stretching myself. I wasn't thinking outside the box. One particular example, I remember he asked me to find out the margins of a particular product that was released in all the different countries. I spent a whole day finding out all the different um, margins. So I was like, okay, it's a 50% margin here. It's a 30% margin here. It's a 20% margin there. Then the next question he asked me is, okay, why is it 50% in Germany and 20% in Italy? And I was like, good question. That's that's not what you asked me to do. You asked me just to like, <laughs> and he was like, hey, you need to be curious. You can't just do stuff for the sake of doing it. You need to be deep. You need to be curious. You need to question things. Um, and that was pretty much every single day. Bang, bang, bang. To a point where I remember even waking up in hot sweat in the middle of the night thinking, oh, I need to go into the office because I'm late and noticing that it's only 2 um, two a.m., right? Um, I even remember coming to visit um, P, 
we came to visit P um, in Basel at the time, right? Um, Daniel was there as well. And I remember I spent the whole night trying to work on a file. For some reason, rookie error, didn't save the Excel sheet. You have to live through that. After sort of seven, eight hours of just working, it crashed. Me coming to um, Basel, and as soon as I got off that plane, I think I had my sunglasses on. Uh, and I told these guys, hey, I haven't slept and I've got so much work to do. And they were like, look, don't worry. We're going to enjoy the day. We're going to have fun. And when you get back, <laughs> you can stay up and work. And I went through that and it was tough, right? But after that was the largest, um, the most I've grown in such a short period of time. That after that rotation, the next ones were a walk in the park. Um because I started asking the right questions. I started to being curious about stuff, understanding, understanding that I wasn't just there to tick a box and just to do manual labor per se, right? You were there in regards to a strategy, uh, um, a strategic graduate program, right? They wanted you to think more. Um, they wanted you to be curious. And outside of that, right, I just grew so much. But it was a challenging moment. Um, for the listeners, you're going to go through those challenging moments. The things you need to remember is it's not forever. It's for a period of time. Everyone has to pay their due is what I class it as. And during that period of time, you just need to find yourself a good support system, right? Have people that you can call, talk to. Um, so anytime I was going through stress, I'll speak to people. I'll take try to take breaks if that was traveling abroad uh, with these guys and having fun and trying to shut my mind off and think about something else. Um, but it's just part of it's part of the roller coaster. You're gonna go through it by doing those things. You're gonna grow and you're gonna advance in your career. I hope that answered your question. Then. No, I did, and I think um, you're spot on about coming to Basel. Very tired because mm. on that day you arrived, you came and you drank a. Big pint of red bull. <laughs> <laughs> with, with my sunglasses. I don't need those sunglasses. Yeah, with the sunglasses. Red. <laughs> you, you drank some re serious Red Bull that day. That's like a 750 <laughs> bottle, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Um, and then staying in Basel, uh, metaphorically speaking, P, what would you say are your, your biggest learnings from working abroad for 10 years? And I think you can touch on this from aspect of as you alluded to about family friends going into unknown territory but also leading businesses or leading your your business from uh, an abroad or from a different country as well so i think there there are many areas i know we probably we, we can't yeah, touch everything but there's it'll a be lot. interesting to hear what your thoughts yeah, yeah I, was actually, I actually was thinking about it more from a professional standpoint so what did i learn over the last you know 10 years on 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 the job or, or you know living abroad so I think I think um I think the very first thing that um if I look back at the journey I reflect on is the importance of understanding whatever business you're in you're in the business of people you're in the business of relationships and when you're when you're starting out you there's a, there's a lot of you put a lot of focus on yourself how can I excel how can I get to the next round how can I get to the next role um and it's very important to understand that you only get to wherever you get to based on how you're developing in your relationships but that that is a skill based on understanding how to curate relationships from the very top to the bottom so how you try to network and rub shoulders with the ceo cfo top management and also thinking about how you actually do that with personal assistants cleaners and across that across that spectrum i think i think so that's that's a very very important point because 
as we've seen already in our companies, you get to the next role through your networking. You get to the next role through your relationships. It's not, you know, posting another CV. You get to your next role based on people always watching, right? And people always watching how you're treating other people. So that's for me was probably like, I, when I was thinking back at the question, a, a big number one in terms of just learn, just a big learning over the last 10 years and understanding that it's all about people. I think in that book, Sapien, it says that a company is nothing more than a piece of paper that outlines its structure, but is obviously driven by the number of people that work in the company. So, so that, that for me was, was, is um, critical. I think the second thing that was a learning, this is again, this is more from a professional standpoint, is the importance of mapping out a, a career plan but to go one step further, and I think a neat way of doing that is rotations are great. Olu's experienced rotations, Shua's experienced rotations, Daniel also yourself, we all have. And I think looking at a situation where you can rotate, you know, every 18 to, to two years keeps you on edge. It keeps you learning. It keeps you, um, you know, you know, at a particular temperature when you're working. And I think that one of the things I learned, which I think is really, really neat for people to keep in mind is try to look at your career from a P&L standpoint. And so get experience within the sales side of things. So that's sort of commercial or product related uh, um, areas. And then try and look to get some experience within your um, cost to produce. So that could be manufacturing and what it actually looks like to actually produce the product that you guys are selling. Then look to get some experience within the operating costs, marketing, finance, uh, and then you can do accounting, which is sort of that, you know, other expenses type of line. But I, I, I picked it up from someone. It was a great way to, when you're starting out young and you're looking back, you can get a breadth of experience by working in a P&L format. So try and get those experiences. Uh, and I think also have a clear understanding. What's really important over the over the years, have a clear understanding of where you're trying to go to next uh, in, and, and not to leave that in the hands of everybody else. I think the final thing that I... That I think was quite important important learning is that nothing's guaranteed in the c-suite right companies in the nature of how they work and then especially when you're working for multi um national multi-billion dollar companies they go through changes they go through changes they go through and that's part of business and so i think it's very important to understand that what you can control which is the resources that you collect from from working there really put it to good use because you never know you know, what's going to happen. And it doesn't necessarily have to mean, you know, buy property like what I've done, but this idea of taking what you earn, investing it back in yourself, developing your skill set, increasing your value. You know, you may never invest in an asset throughout the entire career, but if you've been building yourself up and increasing your skills, you always have a value to offer within the marketplace. So, so I think those are the, probably the three things that I think are big learnings for me over the last 10 years. One, people. Two, think about your career from a P&L standpoint. And then three, um, there's a lot you can't control. So what you can really make sure you try to master it. I think for me, just want to tag on, I think she was mentioned some great points. I, maybe from a personal standpoint, the biggest learning, and I try to really condense it down to a, a couple key points, is growth happens, you know, outside of your comfort zone. Honestly, um, leaving, leaving my neighborhood to go into a country that English is not the first speaking language, where you're, you you literally if you uh, you know your ability to survive is based on how you move right and so i wouldn't have been as um thoughtful i wouldn't have been as reflective i wouldn't have been as as strategic um back here at home because i'm in a comfort zone as i was when i was in basel you know so i think i think that's that's a very important 
point. So if you want to grow, if if anyone's listening and they want to really grow and further their career, it is it, it, the truth is in is outside of your comfort zone, and and that and that can look different for different people. But that's ultimately where that where we stretch the most. How many languages did you learn? From I learned um, not point half of French. <laughs> I learned half of Italian, <laughs> half of German, no, a quarter of, a quarter of German. I learned, I learned enough to, I learned enough to have a very, very short conversation, order some food. Thank you. Survive. And I tell you what though, I learned enough to pass off as a French person in Paris. I learned enough, <laughs> right? So, so that's, that's probably what I would say so, to that. But, but he was fluent in Swiss Franks. But I was fluent in Swiss Franks. Daniel said it, Daniel said it. I didn't say it, right? So, um, so, uh, Swiss Frank, Euros as well. Don't forget the Euros. It was on the border. Um, yeah. but, I, but I think, P, what you mentioned is, I think we've echoed it in so many different areas in our podcast. The only way you grow in life is by coming outside your comfort zone. And I would always say try new things, right? It's, it's you've got to get comfortable with the uncomfortable is really that is that saying right it's um uh we've talked about s- multiple stories in this in in this arena i think the only other thing that i would just add to people for people right is start early like i think that's i do believe that there is and i know we have listeners of varying ages but there is um uh, advantage you get from going into industries younger now i'm not saying that it doesn't give you the opportunity to change or move but i think as you go in younger you're you're sort of naive if that makes sense and it's like you get away with that naivety in terms of just always asking those questions being curious making mistakes breaking i always say failing and failing fast um because uh, you're sort of younger and when you have less of that commitment, like she was mentioned before, it, it doesn't feel like the end of the world. I would say, I know we haven't really talked about it, but I wish personally that maybe I made um, more moves um, externally. I think after my, after my, I finished my graduate scheme, I wish I had tried multiple different companies, applied for Amazon, applied for Google. At one time, I was in California for a period of time and I had contacts in Google. Maybe that would have been an opportunity to do something there, right? Um, Maybe starting up a startup with someone when I was younger, right? I think that's one of the areas that I probably wish I did more of um, during my career is just moving more often. Yeah, I just wanted to actually, um, Daniel, I just wanted to tag in a point because when you opened me up, it was around... You know, had you know, from, I guess from a personal side of things, I think one thing I'd probably add is, sure, you've kind of alluded to it. When you're abroad, it is tough because there are those weeks and months where you have to stomach being away from home. You don't get a chance to see your family as often. But what I can say is, it all is worthwhile, providing you've got a really, really strong plan that you've put in place. So, you know, it's only for a period of time. A lot of things are only usually for a period of time. But providing you've put a good plan in place. It, it, in the end, it's it's it works out well, right? But I think I think when someone's looking to move abroad, if they lack a plan, it you know when it's all said and done, they might feel like it was wasted time. So I think it's understanding maybe when you want to move back, when you want to make another move. I think it's really important to understand earlier on because then you can communicate that and everybody understands. You start to sort of you know massage out a few expectations. So I think that's that's really important. 
Thank you. Thank you for sharing, P. And I thought, you know, when I was sort of constructing this and devising this and wanting to talk about from a viewpoint of changing companies or moving externally, a lot of thoughts came to mind and I wanted to share a lot. So you might have to rein me in a bit if I go off in different directions. So I worked at the company for eight years and seven months to be precise before I moved beginning of last year. But one thing I, I felt or none of us have touched on is maybe not started in a career that you want to start in or in the role or the job that you want to start in and finding that, you know, in quotes, perfect job from the start. So when I first graduated, graduated in July 2013, um, was doing countless of job applications. And as most people get, the response is no, or you get no responses, just a lot of rejections, either through automated email responses or just no response at all. And then there was a, a contract that came up, which I started on the 2nd of September, 2013. And this was a contract and it was redressed in PPI. So private, was it private protection insurance or something like that, where people were owed refunds. I was doing PPI for a contract. It was advertised like as a graduate role, but it was a contract enrolled behind the scenes and I was getting ripped off. But it was a contract between Deloitte and Lloyd's Banking Group where I was redressing PPI. I'm not going to lie, it was fun because everyone there was like up my age, everyone was fresh graduates and it was almost like a, a factory in and out, in and out, in and out. But anyway, I took that job because every, everyone else said no. So I thought, you know what, let me start working. Let me start making some sort of income. And yeah, I took it. I worked there for, I think, eight months before I handed in my notice because I applied to Bloomberg and I got the role. Um, and so I started Bloomberg on the 20th of May, 20, sorry, I started, yeah, I started the, the contracted job 2nd of September, 2012, and I started the Bloomberg on the 20th of May, 2013. And, you know, I was happy just to have something permanent, it wasn't contracted, it was something permanent. And I, you know, was enjoying it, loved it, was chucked in at the deep end and yeah, was really, really enjoying it. I was started off as that, you know, the role I applied for for two years. After two years, I'd worked towards going into management. So I then took over that team and then another team. And I was in a management role for two years. And then I was in another role for two years. So it was like every two years I was changing. So as Pete alluded to earlier, like rotations and turning. So that kept me fresh. That kept me evolving and learning new things. One thing I had never thought about was leaving the company. Because there's so much opportunity, I thought about moving abroad, which is something I wish I had done, but not really to uh like it's not really um something i regret because i was still able to move and travel within you know work i, I traveled to different countries and work from different countries etc so that was still a huge benefit in fact when we were in tokyo i actually had to go into the office and forego going to kyoto because i had an important meeting and it got to a stage where i kind of became unhappy in my role i wanted something new i didn't know what that was and I remember when my dad came to the office one time and we just had a, a, a coffee and he said, you know, I think you're in the right house. You're just in the, you're just in the, you're in the wrong room, but the right house, meaning that it was a great environment, a great place to develop, but just it, the role wasn't right for me uh, or no longer um, served me or I was no longer serving the role. And I had never really looked outside of the company, although I did once. And this was around when Oli and I went to South Africa. And I was offered a role and I'm so glad I didn't take it because that probably would have been catastrophic in the long run. But I always said, if I wanted to leave, I'd leave for the right reasons and something that I would enjoy. 
And, you know, lo and behold, I got offered fresh new set of challenges within my role. It rejuvenated me. I felt really, um, I felt belong. I felt a sense of belonging. I felt like I was adding some value. And end of 2021, I started doing a hybrid role, which also involved crypto and digital assets, which, you know, was a hobby of mine on the side. And it was nice to do it as a sort of full-time role. And then four offers essentially fell on my lap. I hadn't applied. I had been reached out multiple times. And when I was processing whether I wanted to leave Bloomberg, which a lot of people stayed 20, 30 years, retired there, I had asked myself, do I want to retire here? And the short answer was, no, I didn't. Then the next question is, if I don't want to retire here, when am I going to make the jump? What would the jump be? And that was something I was asking myself. And when I had these offers presented to me, I wrote a long list of advantages of staying at Bloomberg, disadvantages, advantages of moving to company X, disadvantages, advantages moving to this other company, disadvantages. And people probably would have thought I was crazy because at the time my wife was due within like the next eight weeks. If I was moving, I'd be moving on a fresh slate, no credibility, have to build my own reputation up internally. And, you know, you always have that fear of, am I going to pass probation? Um, and I think that always sticks in someone's mind when they take a new role. It's like, well, I want to pass probation first before I make any plans. I'm just going to save the money I have because if I don't pass probation, boy, it's going to be sticky. And whilst I don't, going back to the question of, you know, moving careers or moving externally, whilst I don't regret moving, whilst I don't, whilst I don't regret not having moved earlier, I feel like I moved at the right time. So I'm going to say to like those listening or those who are thinking about it, don't leave just for the sake of leaving. I know many people leave for more money, but also I think it's that you, it's, I think it's really important that you move for the right opportunity or for the right reason, um, because you know, there are pros and cons to it. But just to wrap that up, I think it's really good for people to establish themselves in roles, especially if they are able to kind of evolve and to develop themselves. But actually at the same time, if you want a new challenge as P said, the truth is outside your comfort zone. And as Olu said, get comfortable with the uncomfortable. So yeah, that's what I would say to that. Because I'm the only one out of these four that actually moved company. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That is true. <laughs> mm, technically, I moved, but it doesn't count. Prerequisite for acquisition. Not yeah. Oli, I'm um, sure you moved, you, you moved from... You move, oh, sure, move to different entities. So stay, still a different yeah. business. No, yeah. no, I that's that's from healthcare to aviation to digital. I've moved. <laughs> that's not the, that's that's not the same. That's no, not it's the not the same. same. It's not the same. Agreed. No, nah. no, I think um, Daniel, I'm not. Um, I obviously know, and you've you summarized it really well. I know you didn't go into some of the uncertainty element into more detail because let's not forget. The, the technology layoff, right? That was happening mm. right at the time that you sort of moved into your new company, right? And I can imagine the the uncertainty that you probably went through during that period of time, especially about to start a new family. But I think your uh, example to people that when you know that it's time to move, you just need to find out what is right for you. And that the role that you have right now, Daniel, is right for you. The smile that we see on your face now compared <laughs> to my Mr. Oh, I can't record at this time. I'm not sure I'm going to get back in time. <laughs> Mr. 
oh, I'm going into the office, but there's two strikes, so it's going to take me six hours to get home. Like, it's good to see this version yes, of you. And I know um, it was the right move for you to make. So for a lot of the listeners, right, and I think Daniel hasn't even also talked about the financial benefit, and I'm not pocket-watching, but I do have friends who have moved <laughs> roles multiple times, right? And a lot of people say that that's a great way of also advancing your salary is by moving roles because when you're internal, a lot of times they're only doing maybe like a 4%, 5% increase year over year and when you're moving roles. But when you move externally, you can see massive changes, maybe 10, 15, 20% increases. So Daniel, you don't need to tell us what that percentage is, but I know they call me CFO money, but they call Daniel Johnson new business. <laughs> new business. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's a hefty <laughs> lift up there. No, but... On 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 that on that same thread, I think there are many benefits. That even when you think about the financial, I save myself five thousand pounds a year on travel, yeah. because I'm not commuting to London every day. I save myself for having to buy a season ticket, which cost me five which cost me five thousand a year. I also I'm not working, starting having to be in office at eight o'clock, finishing at six. I get more time um, on either side. Okay, my, my days might be longer, but it's a lot more flexible. So there are many benefits and many, many rewards other than the financials that I think suit my lifestyle and suit me now as, as a dad, um, you know, for one, being able to work in Ghana freely, work remotely, um, record this episode here. So yeah, it's, it's, it's fantastic. It's great. But I think everyone needs to be, make sure that the the changes and decisions they're making don't just help you, but also help those around you. And that's one thing you have to remember, but I think that's great. We can wrap up there. It's been an enjoyable, for me anyway, two sort of episodes having to reflect on the last sort of 10 years, 15 years to where we are now, share some insights, share some advice to those coming up after us, those who are you know, with us and those even further ahead. It'll be also good to get feedback from people ahead of us and what their, what their advice may be or where we need to be thinking a bit more on. But without further ado, thank you all for listening to this episode. Thank you for being with us. The next episode, I will be back in London, different background. So, yeah, don't envy me too much. <laughs> but as for now, if there's any feedback for us, you can find us on Instagram at Take Flight Podcast, as well as YouTube and TikTok. Until the next episode, stay safe and God bless. Take off, take flight with you.